incredibly exciting. It's really about as a developer, that's an amazing feeling to have. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to episode 28 of the latest PS5. I'm your host, Sonny Sangera, and I'm joined once again by Mr. Nintendo himself, Alex Sylvester. How are you doing, Alex? I'm doing all right, mate. How are you doing? Today's a special day, you know? It's a really, really special day, especially, obviously, for the topic of the show, this podcast as well, and for PlayStation fans all over who know their shizzle. It is a special day, Alex, because 26 years ago... December 3rd, which is the day we're recording, was the release of the original PlayStation in Japan. Wow, wow, that is a monumental event, and it must have just given a round of applause. <laughs> 26 years of success, going from strength to strength. I like it, man, I like it. I can't believe it's in 26 years. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, it's crazy. Like, I remember when I got it for Christmas, and it was just amazing, obviously, when it launched in Europe, but... Two games yeah. off the top of your head that uh, just bring you memories of the original PlayStation. For me, it would be uh, Metal Gear Solid, obviously, the original Metal Gear, and I'm pretty sure that's one of your two. And mm-hmm. the other one is... Uh, it, it, it was close. It was between Tekken and um, ISS Pro Evolution, but it's going to be ISS Pro Evolution because I'm a Pez man, and I grew up... That was the, you know the introduction <laughs> into real football games for me. Um, yeah. What two games? Obviously, one being Metal Gear Solid. For me, um, I mean, the first game that I actually saw on the PlayStation, I think it was NBA something or other. So basically, it was 95, 94, 95. It would have been like NBA 95 or something. You know, and like well, the first time I saw that, the first time I actually saw like a FMV or, you know, with a fully motion video, as it was a big thing back then, because up until that point, we hadn't really seen any full motion um, sequences in any video games. Mm. So when I was actually when I actually walked into the room and I saw it, I was like, I thought this was a like a live show, you know, like a live game. Um, but no, it was actually it was the beginning, the intro to the game. And I thought that just blew my mind as well. This is the PlayStation. This is the potential. Mm. And I look look at it now. I mean, we're actually playing. I mean, that was a video. I mean, it was just stock footage, obviously, what they were showing at the beginning of the game. But like to the point now, we're at NBA Two K. Um, what, 21, yeah. or 19, 21. And the in-game graphics are as good as the F&V looked back in the day. Even though that is quite shit's all over, really, isn't it? Definitely, um, definitely. It's amazing, it's amazing yeah. because you think if Nintendo had just agreed to the financials, where would we be sitting today, 26 years later? You know, we'd have a Switch <laughs> that can do, like, full-on ray tracing and 4K, oh. and it would have God of War and Spider-Man. It crazy. It you know? too much you'd have Miles Morales swinging around New Bomb City or whatever it's called in Mario but you know again it would have been a bit more tame you know I think things like Resident Evil that were hinted for later I think as well I think like obviously Nintendo cutting away and kind of just like backlining to Toshiba brought out the aggression in Sony, you know, and they looked at the market and they looked at obviously Sega who were trying to be edgy, but Nintendo just had the IP and realized that, okay, we can do, we can do what Sega's doing, but better, you know, and then where could we have been 26 years later if the Sega and Sony deal had worked, you know, which was going to happen shortly after if it wasn't for obviously the president of Sega Japan who turned it down. For the listeners Mm. who don't know, um, after the Nintendo PlayStation deal fell through, there was talks between Sony and Sega and the Sega America boss was all up for it and everyone was up for it until news got back to the Sega Japan president who decided that, no, we're not, you know, collaborating with Sony. So Sony were like, fuck right. them, we'll do our own thing. 26 years well, later, it's all a mass to Sonny and Alex sitting here talking PlayStation. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I know, I know. But um, with that being said, Alex, uh, before we yeah. get into some um, PlayStation 5 sales breakdown and other news... What have you been playing? I have been playing um, Jedi Fallen Order. Great game. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Um, 
uh, for those listeners who've been painting for the past couple of weeks, I've dived onto um, giving Google Stadia a bit of a, a run, and uh, I managed to get it working after the first attempt, which was completely abysmal. Uh, but now it's actually running nice. It's running 4K, 60 frames per second, not as much as obviously the PlayStation 5 or any of the next-gen consoles, but it's smooth enough to get the game going, and I'm loving it so far. You know, I'm loving it so far. How about you? Uh, <laughs> Been playing what I've been playing. I've been playing everything. You know what I mean. Any, any, anything and anything on the PS Five. Uh, been playing a bit of Dirt Five. Great game. Great showcase of nice. um, what obviously three D audio can do along with the Dual Sense controller. Um, also, obviously, I have a TV, the LG CX range that supports one hundred and twenty frames per second, so you can see the difference um, in just the smoothness in Dirt Five when you jump from sixty to one hundred and twenty. Oh yeah, yeah! Absolutely amazing. Um, mainly been playing Miles Morales. Uh, I finished the story yesterday, uh, so I'm just cleaning up now for the platinum trophy before I um, man up and start Demon Souls properly. I'm scared, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Miles Morales. Absolutely, positively love that game. Absolutely great. Got, gets you in the feels. You know what I mean? It makes you really, truly believe. I think the one thing that's no company, not Nintendo, not Microsoft. Um, I think Zelda's probably the closest thing you'll get to it where uh, like Sony is just so good at conveying emotion in stories and characters, you know, hence why they do so much immersive single player campaigns and stories because yeah. they're so good at it. All their companies are so good at it. And yeah. like I said, I think Zelda is probably the, the closest you get to emotion in a video game from someone that's not Sony. But um, if anyone who hasn't played Miles or is currently playing Miles, my advice, don't rush the campaign because there's so much more context in the characters that are in the side missions and around the city. So do all the little things around the city. Um, you get notified when you're on the final campaign mission that, you know, once you do this, you know, you, you've yeah. finished the campaign. So do you want to make sure you 100% as much as you can each district because you get so much more context before you hit that final mission? But, yeah, yeah. I mean, one thing that Spider-Man is always talked about is you know and renowned for is its traversal and being spider-man but the the levels to the combat are not talked about often like people forget that yeah i mean this game has some absolutely it has you know without a doubt you can't say it has the best superhero combat in the in any game right but yeah, it's, it's underrated is on the stealth side of things like i took down right. like a, that, that final mission i took down like 30 enemies without even being spotted you know wow. and and you just take your time and you're climbing and you're on the rafters and you're waiting for it to be safe for them to do a perch takedown or a wall takedown or a ceiling takedown and the speed like there was one sequence where i was on a balcony um so just imagine a square building like you know say three levels and i'm on the top left corner i zip yeah. down diagonally all the way across the room take someone down quietly, turn around, zip to someone else, take someone else down, zip up and take him up to the ceiling, and then uh, took the guy who was near the ceiling down with me. And it was just like seven <laughs> seconds, three people gone out without... And it's yeah. exactly how a Spider-Man film does it, you yeah, know? Yeah. And it's just amazing. It's a great, great game. Um, amazing. And, oh, yeah, definitely want to platinum it. So working through that. Um, but yeah, loving it. And then obviously next week, uh, I won't be this happy. I'll be crying because I'm dying in Demon Souls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the game's brutal. You know, it's not really forgiven, is it? <clears throat> mm, definitely. Well, um, listeners, we've got a lot to uh, get through. So it's been an interesting week. It's been a slow news week. There'll be a lot more to talk about next week because obviously between now and our next episode, which we will hold back just a little bit or a day or two, just until the Game Awards happens. Um, because obviously there'll be unveilings at the Game Awards, hopefully a Silent Hill. We'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. But when you just thought this was going to be a slow week or everyone gets hold of the machines, the tech comparisons can happen. So we're going to talk about, obviously, the, the, the startling revelation for some weird reason to some people that the PS5 is outperforming the Series X when Alex has been telling you for weeks and weeks and weeks that it's going to happen based on the way the architecture is built. But yeah. we're going to start with some um, numbers. So obviously the definitive numbers have come out now, you know, um, mainly, you know, it's the biggest PlayStation launch ever. That's been confirmed. We spoke about that last week. We broke down the territories, but we have yeah. specific details for the UK. Um, so we were in lockdown for most of November in the UK. Um, so 
in the month of November, almost 900,000 games were sold. Um, so that's the four weeks ending November 28th, right? Well. To give you an idea, uh, that's the eighth biggest month for console sales in the history of UK video games. That's crazy. <laughs> and it's the second biggest month for console revenue behind December 2013, uh, which was when the PS4 and Xbox One received big new shipments. Um, right. So very big video game month in uh, yeah, the UK, which is amazing. And the most successful machine of last month was obviously the newly released PlayStation 5, which means that the Switch had to rarely settle for the second spot. Um <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's always at number one, isn't it? But we kind of—I was actually thinking though, if you if you if you told me I have to put money on it, I would have actually put money on Switch finishing yeah. number one just because of Black Friday and there being no that they only being PS Five stock for one week. But obviously, Sony flooded the market that week. They sold it all that week. So um, yeah, the PlayStation Five was number one, and Nintendo Switch was uh, number two. But the Switch. 63.1% up year on year to date. So it's massive. It's selling great. It's doing amazing. Uh, in terms of box software in the UK, 2.38 million games were sold in the UK. Switch had the highest attach rate, followed closely by PS4. <laughs> Still going to go strong, isn't it? The install yeah, base is there, um, which is amazing. Um, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War was the biggest game. Spider-Man yeah. Miles Morales uh, was the biggest single console game, which was number four. Uh, and PS5 obviously had the market share on that version of it. Um, accessories rise. Uh, 1.25 million accessories were sold in November, uh, which is up 48.3% compared to last November. The best-selling accessories of the month were the PS5 DualSense controller. No surprise at number one. But this is where it gets interesting because you'd think it'd be an Xbox pad at number two. But no, it's the Pulse 3D headset for PS5 at number two, and then the PS4 DualShock drops to number three. Um, the new Xbox controllers debuted at number four and number five, um, and then the media remote <laughs> for the PS5 was at number seven. The DualSense charging station was at number eight, and the camera was number 11, but that sold out pretty fast. Um, top was it number 10? Uh, it was probably a Switch thing because it's not listed on here. Um, <laughs> to give you the top 20 rundown, and I'll tell you the sell yeah. the lead selling platform for each game. Number 20 was Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time. Highest selling platform was PS4. Number 19 was Just Dance 2021. Highest selling platform, Nintendo Switch, as expected. 51 worldwide games at 18, which was Nintendo Switch. 17 was Star Wars Squadrons, which was PS4. 16 was Demon Souls, which was PS5. The 15 was Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, which was Switch. Are you ready? 14 was GTA 5, which was PS4. It's not leaving. It's not leaving the chart. 13 was Minecraft Dungeons, which was Switch. 12 was Marvel Avengers, which was PS4. 11 was Ring Fit Adventure, which was Switch. 10 was Fortnite The Last Laugh Bundle, PS4. 9 was yep. Super Mario 3D All-Stars Switch. 8 was Minecraft Switch. 7 was Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Switch. 6 was Animal Crossing New Horizons Switch. 5 was Watch Dogs Legion, PS4. 4 was Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales, PS5. 3 was FIFA 21, PS5. 2 was Assassin's Creed Valhalla, PS5. And number 1 was Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, PS4. Obviously, that install base is massive, right? You know, you're not going to mess with that. But it's great to see, you know, how many times do we hear people say, yeah, console game is not going to be big. These launches are not going to be big. And then computer games just prove everyone wrong again, don't they? Of course, helps with the uh, the pandemic as well. Most people are at home. They want something to play. You know what I mean? So mm. uh, it looks like we're going to be seeing a lot more of that as well. You know, most people are going to be at home for the next well, foreseeable future right now. So uh, we'll be seeing a lot of game sales, definitely. Um, physical, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see how long it's going to take physical sales to be eclipsed by um, digital sales. Um, mm. So that's going to be that's going to be interesting to watch. I think it's something around seventy percent so far, isn't it, for the year? Seventy um, percent in digital sales and fifty percent in physical sales. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see when it's actually going to be completely one hundred percent, or will it ever get to a complete one hundred percent? I think when the speed that the Xbox and the PlayStation are moving at and the continued steamrolling sales of the Switch 
I think come I think after spring between spring and summer next year stock will become you'll be able to go into a shop and buy one um yeah. you know like stock will be there I think once that happens I think you'll see it'll be 100% but we've got a question later on which will kind of aligns to this and will it be 100% because the one thing that the PS5 has to go up against was the juggernaut first year of the PS4 you know and yeah. if it can match that then great and then the switch will happily make it go over 100% on top of that you know and the Xbox will be um carried along in the process jokes jokes mm-hmm. I'm only joking <laughs> we always there's always one dig in there it's just whoever does it right yeah. you know what i mean um but, but yeah it's mean, surprising though i mean they've, they've been selling out well you know both both systems it's great it's yeah it's it's really good Mm, and, uh, and last week, I mean, they don't really see it as being a war, do they? They, they just think it's it's good, it's good showmanship for it to say that yeah, okay, cool. At least your competitors doing, if not as good, mm. uh, in terms of the selling out department, maybe not in the uh, sales figures, but you know, it's 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 good all around. It's interesting though because obviously Microsoft had a shareholders <laughs> meeting and a shareholder asked, you know, um, after the PS5 sales numbers came out, what are you doing to um, ensure we win the war? And, you know, the Microsoft CEO's answer is, you know, it's very, you know, like friendly yeah. along that way. Like what you just said there, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's not yeah, about yeah. that. It's it's about getting video games to as many people as possible. And that's the key yeah. thing, you know, and, and we said it and I've said it many times, you know, I take the piss out of Xbox quite a lot, but I always come down on really? the same fact <laughs> that... You know, I always come down. Hey, you come out with the worst lines, okay? You come out with the big ones. Like if I if I if I punch them and drop them to the ground, you kick them when they're on the ground. You know what I mean? But like it's one of them. But I always said that last line the teacher. <laughs> but you know, whenever we get asked the questions, I always say the most important thing is Xbox does well because Sony doesn't coast. Then because if Sony can coast. Doesn't matter what you think. If Sony have the, if they're in a position to coast, they will fucking coast, you know. And that's a problem because they, they, you know, you want them to be sharp. You want them to be investing, and that's what we all want. So, you know, whether you got a PS Five and you get to play these amazing games, or whether you've got an Xbox Series X and you're playing backwards compatible games, then at least you can do what you need to do. But we're all there. Yeah, but they have been coasting. Like Sony has been coasting for the past for the past generation. You know, pretty much Xbox couldn't even get it out of the stores, you know. Um, um, no, but what I mean by coasting is I mean like at the beginning of the PS3 where you think you're so far ahead, you don't need to worry yeah, about yeah. the games, you know, whereas Sony, oh, right, yeah, 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 yeah. whereas when Sony yeah. thought, shit, we're far behind, you saw the second yeah. half of PS3 and then all through the PS4, Sony just did not take well, the, We're in the final year of PS4 and they released Ghost of Tsushima and The Last of Us Part <laughs> Two. In the final, when you're so far ahead, in sales, you still release those two bangers. That's what we want. That's the Sony we want. You know what I mean? And yeah. Well, we'll move on to there uh, to obviously a big thing that's going to happen. If you you know watch YouTube or you follow YouTubers, you know anyone who plays Xbox or anyone who plays PlayStation, whatever their choice of console is, they're going to support that because it's their investment, right? Um, and if you are an affiliate of someone or you you get yeah. free games from somebody, you're going to support them to keep yourself in those good graces. So you only really can trust a very few impartial amount of people um, about tech comparisons. And I think the big one in that is Digital Foundry, you know, because they inv- yeah. they're invited by Xbox all the time. They did it with the Xbox One X. They were invited out to California to obviously see that before everyone. They did the same thing with the Series X and the Series S. They saw the Series S before anybody, you know. They saw and the they- Series S so far ahead, and they just kept that quiet. I mean, exactly. that's after those guys. Exactly, like, you know. And I, I feel so bad for them because these guys really you know, use their time when they go in-depth on tech and give us the most amazing coverage of video games yeah. just to be shit on by 12-year-olds who are fanboys. <laughs> you know, I feel so bad for them. And, you know, hats off to Digital Foundry. And listeners, if you're one of those that give Digital Foundry shit, don't. They work so hard. It's They don't. They, they give us, you know, coverage that no, no one else does. And you can trust yeah. what they're saying because they fucking know what they're talking about. You know, yeah, they um, bring the science, the science and the, the real technical prowess behind, you know, the gaming industry. Most mm. people just talk about the, the general, you know, the, the, the flowery stuff, the easy visual things that we see, but they actually go into the, the nitty gritty technical details, how the engine actually works, 
you know, and that's that's commendable, man. So it'd be good if more people did that. Mm, Definitely. And and I think that's a big thing because obviously now that obviously the tech comparisons can come out, what nobody expected, um, but you did actually talk about it, is that the PlayStation 5 is currently outperforming the Series X on third-party games. And where was that from? That's from loads of places, but mainly Digital Foundry's comparisons were picked up. And I'm just going to go through an article here. This is from um, Hyrun Cryer from uh, Games Radar. It would appear the PS5 is outperforming the Xbox Series X across a number of third-party games tests have shown. Uh, In a comparison video, Digital Foundry took a look at Devil May Cry Special Edition on both the PS5 and Series X. In the video, Digital Foundry... You can find all these videos on Digital Foundry's YouTube page, by the way. Um, Found that Devil May Cry's high frame rate mode runs noticeably better on the PS5 than the Xbox Series X. And Dirt 5... Has improved image quality and resolution on the PS5. Um, yeah. So this is a quote from uh, Digital Foundry in the video. Uh, the frame rate dips look really strange to me, and it kind of suggests to me that some kind of API limitation on the Xbox side, where the GPU is being held back by something. Digital Foundry's uh, Rich Lead Better says in the uh, attached video. Obviously, I don't have the attached video with me here. Discussing yeah. Devil May Cry's performance on both consoles. I don't really have any technical explanation for it, except the sense you're getting here is that the PlayStation 5 spec-wise is punching above its weight and something is up with the Xbox, which on paper at least should be significantly ahead. Um, because obviously, yeah. you know, the big thing apparently, and Mark Cerny said it in his you know very boring speech back in March, teraflops is not the final number. That does not represent... You know the, the 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 whole picture of what a console no. can do. You know, um, and the PS5's grand total of ten point two eight teraflops in GPU performance compared to the Xbox Series is twelve teraflops. You'd expect Microsoft's next gen console to be at least on par with Sony's console, but yeah. many third party games, not just Devil May Cry and Dirt Five, but uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Call of Duty, and others are showing up on Sony's console. Um, so. It got to the point where Microsoft had to release release an official statement where they're looking into it as to why these third-party games are obviously um, performing better on Sony's console. And it can be a number of things. It can be, you know, availability of development kits. It can just be the fact that people, as Mark Cerny said, will if, if they've made games for PS4, they're going to make games really easy on PS5 because the Switch is under four weeks to get used to everything and have everything up and running, you know, things like Kraken and everything just helps the developers, you know. And I think the big difference from my standpoint is you can never really judge in that first wave of games because they're cross-generation and, you yeah. know, you're, you're all for 90, probably about 70% of the development, you're building it on PC before you even get a dev kit, yeah. you know. So I think you get all of these factors and it was the same with the PS4 and the Xbox One, but that was a big difference that went all the way through Xbox One is that it was struggling to do 1080, 60 um, on that yeah. base model. Um, but I think with this one, you'll see the Series X flatten out. But at the same time, I'm just telling people, you know, teraflops isn't everything. Yeah, it's not about teraflops. It's about um, it's down to the developers, you know, mm-hmm. and exactly how they optimize the game for each of the consoles um, to make sure that they run it as efficiently as they need to. Um, and I mean, they're pretty much running the same, um, you know, under the hood. You know, they've both got the games and to hardware underneath. And uh, obviously, the PlayStation Fives um, are running a lot faster. You know, the graphics are running much faster. <clears throat> Sorry, but the um, but the main thing is it's down to optimization. And like right now, obviously, we're just seeing games that's coming out the gate right now. They're just basically just throwing these games at the, these new consoles just to catch the sales wave. So, but yeah, I think it's all down to the developers. So when they actually <clears throat> get the get used to using the machines, I mean, it's the next generation. It's still very early days. Uh, and when they start to figure out exactly how they can get more efficiency out of um, their respective um, architecture. That's when we're going to see um, some groundbreaking performance. I mean, right now, I mean, yeah, it looks impressive seeing you know things running at 4K 60. Well, that's that's great, but you know when it's running at 4K 60 with ray tracing as well as all the bells and whistles, we have yet to see what these two systems are capable of. So, 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, we're naturally going to make comparisons between the two consoles. It's just what we do, right? But it's it's too early to tell. But it makes good conversation. <laughs> it does. But it's it. But either way, I mean, between the two consoles, you know, you'd really have to be like doing exactly like an in-depth analysis, like what Digital Foundry is doing, to figure out exactly which game actually runs uh, the smoothest, because both of them look blindingly good. You know, in comparison, obviously, to the previous generation. But it's just a. Um, I guess it's just natural for us to just compare to find faults in one that's not in the other. But whatever faults you see can easily be patched out. And if the game's good enough and the uh, respective um, developers see that it makes sense for them to do so, they'll iron it out. Because that's what it's all about at this stage in the game, isn't it? It's just um, figuring out exactly how these systems work and how to get the best efficiency out of them. Mm, definitely. Uh, as, as you mentioned, it's just kind of fun to talk about, you know. And, uh... It is, yeah. Yeah, okay, um, so something happens this time of year. It's not like world-renowned or well-known, but it's very, very big in the East and big in the development community. And that's the PlayStation Partner Awards, which is obviously dedicated to Eastern developers based on, um, you know, it's held annually. It recognizes the PlayStation versions of hit titles sold across Japan and the Asia regions. Um, so the Grand Award uh, was awarded to the top three titles developed in the Japan-Asia regions with the highest worldwide sales between October 2019 and September 2020. And the three games were Dragon Ball Z Kakarot from Bandai wow. Namco, Final Fantasy VII Remake from Square Enix, um, your boy eFootball Pez 2020 from uh, <laughs> Konami. Uh, so anyone says, oh, it's dying, fuck you. You know what I mean? Um <laughs> So well, it's it's not like a big thing, you know, uh, but yeah, the Partner Award, which was awarded to titles developed in the Japan-Asia region, which, uh, in the region, sorry, with top-ranked worldwide sales between October 29 and September 20, with particularly yeah. noteworthy activity results as well. So you had Black Desert from Pearl Abyss, Final Fantasy fourteen, which is an ever-ongoing service from Square Enix, and the Creative Business Unit 3, Mobile Suit Gundam, Battle Operation 2 from Bandai Namco and BB Studio, Niho 2 from Koei Tecmo and Team Ninja, Persona 5 Royale, Persona's Massive from Atlas and P-Studio, Resident Evil 3 from Capcom and Yakuza Like a Dragon from Sega and Ryuga Gotoku Studio, I think, Studio, something like that. Uh, and they did a special award for two titles, which was titles developed by creators from outside the Japan-age region that have amassed the high sales in the Japan-age region from October 2019 to September yeah. 2020. And that was Apex Legends from EA and Respawn Entertainment. And drumroll, Death Stranding, Sony Interactive Entertainment, and Kojima Productions. Um, nice. So yeah, I know a lot of people saying, "Oh, Konami's this Konami's about." A lot of it was done outside as well, but um, it's nice, pretty nice for Sony. You know, mm. they do this, you know, to 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 recognize obviously developers within its home nation as well. They don't have yeah. to do this stuff, but it's pretty cool. But um, I'm going to ask you the yeah. question, Alex: Have you got round to Death Stranding yet? No, I haven't got around to Death Stranding yet. I've been there's been too many games to play, and because Death Stranding, obviously, I mean it's a classic game as you know. Uh, I think I'll be playing that towards a quieter time of Christmas if there is such a thing. <laughs> so yeah, it's still on my uh, it's still on my game bucket list, my digital bucket list. <laughs> right, we've got that now. I'm going to hold you to that. Your challenge is to get that game clocked and completed in 2021. Oh, oh no, that's a tall order. <laughs> no, I've given you a whole year. You've got 2021 to get this shit done. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I'm sitting there, you know, it's actually really just waiting for play. But, but um, anyway, definitely be played. Okay, so um, we don't want to go on about a lot of other news and things like that. Um, so we'll yeah. obviously wait till next week. Um, and obviously, after the Game Awards, there'll be announcements and. Hopefully we're talking about the last... I'm, I'm, we're going to do predictions at the end of the show about the Game Awards. Uh, but uh, we've got some letters here, two letters. One from Sophia in Guadalajara. Uh, Alex, Sunny, hello. Enjoy listening to show. Are you excited for Cyberpunk 2077? I'll throw that to you. Uh, yeah, I guess I am now. We've been waiting a whole generation for this game to uh, come out. I mean... Wasn't it introduced when the, the first year of the PlayStation launched? So, you know, we're talking about a good seven, eight years ago, you know. Mm. So, um, but to finally see that it's actually going to be uh, going gold and it's going to be released. In fact, it's already on the streets right now. So if you're privy to that type of tech, uh, you might be able to get your hands on a copy. 
no spoilers please in the comments section below um but yeah i'm definitely looking forward to uh seeing what uh eight years worth of game development actually looks like for uh which looks to be one of the biggest um games from uh cd project red you know next to the witcher and that was a massive game wasn't it so mm. yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to it i'm looking forward to it i've already got my copy pre-ordered so yeah um I, i'm just counting down the days nice. how about yourself not so much. Um, I wasn't really bothered about. I, the, I think the reason I wasn't bothered about it is I wasn't interested in Witcher. I said this on, on one of our previous episodes. When games are too big, I'm not bothered. Yeah. I get put off by them because they're just too big, and I've got I've got better things to play. Not better things. I'd rather play more better games than one better game. If you know what I mean. Um, and yeah. it's. <clears throat> That obviously distracted me from that. That was the only thing that put me off from Cyberpunk is obviously based on its size yeah. and it being like a full-on like RPG and things like that. But what pulls me towards it, obviously, is the Cyberpunk setting. Yeah. Um, and then I thought, okay, they've said the campaign is smaller than The Witch. And I thought, okay, I could play it just for the campaign. Keanu Reeves, obviously, was a big thing for me as well. I thought, right now, I'm really into this game. But yeah. then... Reports of how shit it was on PS4 and Xbox One in terms of performance, I was just like, I'm not sure. But and then as soon as they announced that, yes, the PS4 version and it looks amazing on PS5 when you play on the PS5, but we already know that they've said that they're making a full blown PS5 and Series X version of the game later in 2021. So I thought I'd just wait for that because that way, if I wait. I'll be able to see how long the campaign is. Is it worth it? Is the campaign that good? Because if I do get that game, I literally will just play the campaign. Um, But if I really enjoy the game and I get lost in it, I will. But as you said, there's just so many games that do you... I just don't have that commodity that is time to put hundreds of hours into a single game unless it's Pro Evo. Well, what... Oh, yeah. Well, I guess, like, what other games are coming out now which are going to be, you know, big big feature set pieces in the uh, industry (sighs) right now? Well, I think like okay, Valhalla. if you look at if you well, no, nah, I'll play Assassin's Creed not anymore. Uh, but I mean, if you if you just look at twenty twenty one, okay, so Cyberpunk's out next week, seven days, I think, six days, yep. something like, yeah, seven days, sorry. Yep. So, um, okay, let's say okay, so are you going to play in December? No, because I've got Demon Souls to play. Um, okay. I do actually legitimately want to play NBA two K twenty one as well. Right. Uh, playing Sackboy with my son as well. So Demon Souls and all that and platinuming miles and that is going to take me into the new year by right. which point um again something else will come out that will take my attention before ratchet and clank hits and then you've got things like death loop and horizon zero dawn and ghostwire tokyo and uh kenna bridge of spirits and all these other games and stuff that are shorter bursts i, I will get to cyberpunk eventually it, it, it it'll give me a chance just to read what the campaign is like and this and that yeah. and then we'll go from there I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, the fact, like you said, uh, Keanu Reeves is going to be in it. John Wick himself is going to be, uh, John Wick a la Neo mm. is going to be in the futuristic setting. And I like, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm a sucker for all these futuristic type of games. You know, I love, uh, the Blade Runners, you know, the Back to the Future, you know, the, the future parts, you know, all those types of scenes. I love seeing exactly where we could potentially go in terms of humanity and et cetera. So that's what I'm really looking forward to seeing exactly what ideas are going to be trying to implement there. Um, and not to mention uh, the gameplay is looking pretty tight for, and apparently it's got a really good photo mode. So, so for all you photo mode um, lovers out there, uh, it's apparently it's pretty much on par with um, Spider-Man's, you know, so even more so. So that'll be interesting to see exactly what type of snaps we're going to get uh, from games, uh, from players around the world. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, to be honest, it's far the games that have been released. I mean, are there any other big games coming out for this part of the year? Uh, to me, I don't really see any. No, no. Um, Cyberpunk's the last one for 2020. Cyberpunk's the last one, yeah. So yeah, yeah. It, is the, it is the wrap-up game, isn't it? So I might as well just, just, you know, just play it and see what No, you're doing. playing Death Stranding first. <laughs> That's <laughs> it. You, listen. After Jedi Fallen Order, then Cyberpunk, and then I'll be... Um, no, no, I'll, no, no. You're not... Because there's no point in playing Cyberpunk on PS4, Xbox One, or anything like that. You might as well wait until like the patches come and everything. So you've got time for Death Stranding. Because you know a game that big is going to have issues. It's going to be Stadia. It's going to be Stadia, mate. So that's this is another test. Because obviously I want to delve into see exactly how the, the cloud... Um, 
um, well, systems are going to be uh, faring as well to the, the next generation. Well, not next generation now, the current generation of consoles. Mm. So, um, yeah, I'll be interested to see how it plays on uh, the likes of Stadia and obviously on the, uh, the PlayStation 5 when it gets fully optimized for next year. But um, so that'd be a nice little comparison to see how it works. Obviously, we're going to be missing the triggers, you know, the adaptive triggers. But hey, mm-hmm. you know, you win some, you lose some, you're just going to wait. But uh, yeah, Death Stranding is definitely on the list, mate. Like, listeners, I will be giving um, a full, uh, full depth review about Death Stranding. <laughs> I just don't even know how Death Stranding could look even better. If how would you do an upgrade oh, patch on that game? You know, it's so beautiful. Like I need, yeah, yeah. I, I do need to see the blacks on the LGCX in Death Stranding all again. Right. You know what I mean? That's gonna look stunning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it is all about having the right setup. You've got the system. You have the amazing TV and then the sound system as well. And then you're you're in another world. And as we were kind of lightly talking about before the show about how the industry is now changing in terms of uh, theatrical releases for films. You know, this this is it now. It's like films are now going to be no longer at the cinemas. They're going to be more, you know, accessible at home. You've got Disney Plus, Netflix, Prime. And now, obviously, in terms of games, this is going to be the region now, isn't it? This is going to be competing for your TV space. It's going to be films or it's going to be games. Mm. And now Sony keeps striving forward with their, you know, their you know, award-winning um, single-first um, uh, story-driven games. It's pretty much just going to be putting pressure on the game, uh, the film industry, I believe. Because you can get a lot more information out of um and story out of games. Now. I mean, after even for that Jedi Fallen Order, <clears throat> in the first what few hours, you know, th- this game is way better than the last three Star Wars. And I'm gonna get some hate mail from it, but it is. <laughs> you know, there's, there's more. There's more emotion. There's. I mean, yeah. Obviously, uh, listeners have heard me talk about um uh, the way some type some characters uh, the character design don't actually convey emotion very well. I mean, we've had some um. Well, amazing games that have managed to pull it off, you know, such as Death Stranding, Ghost of Tsushima, Last of Us 2, and, and Jedi Fallen Order, you know, I mean, they're, they're definitely working it now, so, mm. yeah, man, um, I'm, I'm just impressed to see how it's all going to run out, but anyway. Excellent. Um, Adam from the UK, he wrote in, thank you, Adam, uh, thank you for that letter, Sophia, as well, Adam asks, uh, afternoon, lads, keep up the good work, we will, fun to listen to you each week, thank you. PS5 trumped PS4's launch on sales. Can it sustain the PS4 momentum, though? So going back to the top of the show when we were talking about sales, you know, can the PlayStation 5 keep up with the PlayStation 4? Um, keep up with the PlayStation 4 momentum and sales? In that um, first year. So in the first year of the PlayStation, you just couldn't yeah. get it. You just could not get it's, it. Yeah, that's going to be... Uh, it's the tough one. But because they've got scarcity, you know, behind them, I think they could... You know, as soon as it, and plus the market's changed now, and we've got a world full of scalpers now. You know, so technically, yeah, <laughs> as soon as they release some stock, it's gone. It's just gone like that. You know, I mean, even um, as the Nvidia, they released their latest graphics card just yesterday, and within within twenty four hours, all the the stock has pretty much been sold out. Mm. So yes, we might even see we might even see greater um sales figures in comparison to the PlayStation Four. Purely because um, the technology changed, the landscape changed. We can now just order everything online. We don't have to go to a shop. We don't have to walk, wait for stock to come into various um, retailers. It's a different market now, so I do believe it's a bit more streamlined. For um, it's, it's going to be harder though. Uh, I don't know if you saw eBay have made a move which is unprecedented for them. So you can only sell one PS5 item every seven days. One PS5 item. You cannot. And your account has to have history, be trustworthy, or be verified to actually list a PS5 item. So you can't even create accounts. Like a bot can't create loads of accounts and put PS5s oh. on there because eBay won't let you do it. Um, I sold, I, I, as I mentioned the other week, I finished Call of Duty. I sold it on eBay. Um, yeah. But because, obviously, it was a PS5 game, um, when I listed a different game to sell, it wouldn't let me do it. It says you've sold a PS5 item in the last seven days. You cannot sell for another seven days. Uh, really? Anything yeah. to do with the PS5. So that's going to start putting scalpers off. The fact that um, a lot of these, like, you know, uh, is it Spock and eBay and other places are really clamping down um, on sales. You know, you know. really clamping down right now? It's um, Facebook. Yeah, they don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I, still, I, still, I still hear Facebook Marketplace saying that, oh yeah, we're going to be clamping down. It's just going to be full game. I mean, scalpers here that, okay, one company is being very awkward in terms of sales. They'll just move over to the next big major platform, and that's going to be the likes of Facebook, Amazon, 
and like I mean, there's there's a few of them to kind of draw right now, but yeah, this is only going to spur another industry, you know, another another platform for people to, um, to purchase consoles or games like without any restrictions because these scalpers are serious, man. Mm. <laughs> these, they're really nuts, and the bots are just getting ever more clever and vicious. And it doesn't seem like the companies are actually doing anything really. I mean, the bar, we're talking about eBay, like, but the actual retailers themselves. I mean, they could easily put. You know, two-step verification in the in terms of you know for checkouts uh, to stop scalpers. You know, mm. but they don't care. <laughs> they really, uh, that, that's the one disappointing thing. Yeah, everybody wants to see sales, but come on. You know, if um, if you're gonna have a whole load of stock of um, someone's got a whole, have hoarded a whole load of PlayStation Five or Xbox Series Xs, that's not gonna do anything any good for anybody. Yeah, fair enough. You, they might be able to sell it eventually, but. In terms of Sony and Microsoft, they're they're hating this because that's potential users who are not going to be able to purchase any games from, say, the likes of PS Now or even just play any uh, purchase any games, uh, and that's what their the main focus is, isn't it? It's all about active users. So they're they're also looking at this situation, thinking, yeah, this needs to be stopped because obviously they're losing money. Yeah, fair enough, they can get consoles at the gate, but it's all about monthly active users. And if that's actually going down, then there's going to be a bit of a problem. So I hope that they're going to step in as soon as they can to make sure that the average Joe or Lass can just go and pick up a PlayStation 5 without any issues or Xbox Series X, you know, if you're so inclined. It's only a marathon. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I, th- I just think if you take that all out of the equation, if it just came down to core for core, game for game, strength for strength, I think the PS5 will. The demand is there. The controller yeah. has people talking. But again, as we spoke about it last week, there's so many games coming out in 2021 that Sony yeah, yeah. have lined up and so many announcements and unveils and that gets people excited. And it, The controller is such a big thing. And I think when the game... That's it. But then when more and more people get their hands on it, like today, if you have Madden or FIFA, uh, the update came a day early and people have obviously been downloading the updates for their FIFA and their Madden games. And again, that's the difference. If you, you know, the one thing I've listened to is a lot of people who were talking before the machines came out about how the PS5 was going to be their first party console and that Series X was going to be their third party console. So they play all the third party games on the Series X because they perform better. The big takeaway has been is that they want to play on PS5 because of the DualSense. Yeah. And developer, we thought, will developers take use of it? Every single game has taken use of the juice. The developers are loving it. And with FIFA, fatigue uh, affects the trigger buttons. Where you hit the ball um, affects the pad and things like that. And it's just like, yeah. oh, man, it's, this feels like, I can't wait. You know, it's just, I'm going to give it a go. Um, I'm going to reluctantly download FIFA on the PlayStation, play it with the DualSense, <laughs> then delete it. <laughs> I let my son play, you know. I let you can play it, that's fine. But... Uh. I think yeah, I think I think it'll be great. I think 2021 is going to be one of the biggest years in video games for sales. So I think um, you know, obviously with the vaccines coming out and people being able to go back out as well towards the end of the year, I think you're going to see the biggest revenue year for video games. It's going to be interesting because you've got the Switch, which isn't slowing down. You've got the PS5, you've got the Series X, you've got a whole ton of games, you've got streaming services. You know, I think video, yeah, console-wise, you're going to see probably the biggest year since, um, obviously. Because if you think about it, if you look at it, PS1, PS2, PS3, PS4, there's always, like, one. This is two. This is guaranteed to with one of one of being switched and the other one being the PlayStation. The Series X is going to sell well as well, you know. So because yeah. the Series X, you can't justify, you can't gauge its sales until Halo oh, comes out. Yeah, that's a good one. I think this is going to be the best console easily for, for Microsoft. Actually, that's a good mistake, actually. Mm, so this it, is going to be a scale easily. <clears throat> but yeah, with that being said, that's two letters. So we'll move on, um, Alex. So what I want to do is before you ask the questions. Um, oh, right. no sorry once you finish oh, asking the questions um, I want to do our predictions for the Game Awards I'll tell you what you need to predict but what you're going to have to predict okay. is what's going to win Game of the Year okay. and uh, you have to predict three unveils okay uh, so yeah um, so okay. I'll pass it over to you so listeners Alex will explain what this is this little segment is here while I get up the Game Awards nominations for after this thing. fire away well there's 
well, listeners, uh, again, we've come to that part of, uh, part of the show where we try to stomp each other with some of the toughest, hardest game questions. <laughs> and Alex is a cheat. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, it's been, we've had a couple of fun weeks. Sometimes it's really easy. Face this phone to you, the listeners, uh, to let us know what you want to try and stomp us with. And this week, our topic um, is going to be Resident Evil. And each week, it pretty much goes back and forth. So one week, it's going to be myself. And the other week, it's going to be Sunny. Uh, this week, uh, it's going to be Resident Evil. This comes from one of our listeners. Um, if you do want to submit any questions, because we're going to be doing this every week, uh, it's just a bit fun, uh, you can email us at thelatestps5 at gmail.com. Uh, and that's where you would actually get questions to give to uh, Sunny. And if you want questions for me, uh, get to us at uh, on Twitter at thelatestps5. Mm-hmm. So, uh, for this week, we have some Resident Evil questions for you. There's only four. I don't know shit yeah. about Resident Evil, but let's do it. <laughs> I will try. I will try. So, just to let <laughs> listeners know before you all laugh at me, my history with Resident Evil is um, when I initially got a PS1, I uh, played until we got to the first zombie, got scared, took the game out of the console, sellotaped it and threw it under the bunk bed. Um, <laughs> that game was too scary. Didn't touch Resident yeah. uh, played the Resident Evil 2 demo. And then oh, yeah. didn't touch Resident Evil until Alex told me about this great game on the GameCube, which was Resident Evil 4. And then I waited for it to hit the PS2 and played that. And then skipped everything from 4 onwards. Uh, would have skipped 7, but then they said it's in VR from start to finish. And I thought, I have to do that. So I did Resident Evil 7. Um, I've watched the films, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Well, fair enough. Yeah, we've got a couple of film questions. Well, just one. Oh, I did play one game on the DS. I can't remember what it's called, cool. though. Which one was that? I can't remember what yeah, it was called, but it was okay, a Resident Evil game on the DS. <laughs> well, your first question, hopefully this will jog your memory. The first question is, you know, from the beginning, we're just going to look and see exactly how this whole franchise started. And the question is, uh, when was the first Resident Evil released? What year did it actually come out? PlayStation came out in 94. <laughs> was that your final answer? Because I heard a few then. Wasn't that right? Listen? Yeah, no, I was running the timeline of the release and stuff, so 96. <laughs> 96, yeah, well, correct. That is nice. Boom! I got one. As long as I get one, I'm happy. <laughs> so far, nobody's had a zero for the whole fucking thing. Imagine if you finish a week yeah, on a yeah. zero. Absolutely terrible. Yeah, it came out in 1996 and I was seeing it on the PlayStation, uh, as well as the Sega Saturn. For you guys remember that? Did it? Uh, yeah, it did. It oh, shit, I didn't know that. And obviously, Nintendo had to have their hands in it. It got released on the Nintendo DS. Yeah. That, like but that wasn't the one I played on the DS. That's <laughs> what I'm trying to think. One. It wasn't yeah, the one later. I played. I, I need to think. I need to Google it. Yeah. I can't, I'll do it later. I'll, I'll message you later. But <laughs> this is the one I played. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 that's another rule, guys. We'll try to do it within 10 seconds. It's got 10 seconds to answer each one of these questions. And that hopes we shouldn't be enough time for him to Google. So if you hear any taps, just leave a comment below, please. Um, right, then. Tapping, <laughs> tapping, tapping the pen. <laughs> oh, there we go, there we go. Um, so you just lost your point. Anyway, on to the next question. Uh, all right, so there's been a lot of Resident Evil games, honestly. You know, they started from 1996, and the next one is coming out when? This is not a question, by the way. Uh, the next Resident Evil game is coming out in 2021, right? Yes. Out of all the games that have come out, can you tell me which was the highest selling Resident Evil of all time? That's a trick Which question. One? That's a trick question. Okay, so remakes are separate. Remakes are separate. Seven. Eight. Isn't it? I thought it'd be seven. No, no it's actually uh, it's actually Resident Evil Five, mate. Uh, Resident Evil Five got away with uh, thirty million copies, mate. You wow. know, so it's actually the uh, the biggest, and to me. It wasn't actually the best Resident Evil, you know, because obviously the style kind of changed, and <clears throat> I don't know how they got away with 30 million. But it, it, it came off four's wavelength, didn't it? And then yeah, everyone was starving for Resident Evil yeah, PS3. Everyone's like, yeah, FOMO, isn't it? Obviously, you can't get away from it. But cool. All right, then, so that's another question that you got wrong. Next. <laughs> uh, all right, this is about the, uh, the film franchise. So, um, as you guys know, uh, the Resident Evil films have. have been um we've come out for the past what 20 years 15 years um and they've been directed by a mr paul wes anderson um and he's also responsible for another game franchise what's his name which paul anderson which other game franchise 
has he converted from a game to a film or theatrical release? He's already lost his Resident <laughs> Evil thing. That's no. not Resident Evil. Uh, it's Resident uh, Evil. I mean, it's either Monster Hunter or Silent Hill. Three, one. <laughs> Ding. I'm sorry, mate. It's uh, time for now. Doom Fortress. Um, yeah, Paul Anderson, uh, yes, who, like Doom. I said, he's responsible for the Resident Evil franchise, started um, with Mortal Kombat. Bro, that's not even a resident. That's a director question, not resident. Even you hey, cheat, man. Okay, we need to teach you how to do this. Stay on subject, like I did for you last week, and what you didn't do the week <laughs> yeah, before. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> but anyway, that's not too. You're not doing too bad. Don't worry about it, man. These are Hold questions. Or uh, questions it's a bit of fun. Anyway, and there's another random one as well. Um, and it's going to be the final question, and this is a booby one, which I'm just trying to sort out. <laughs> Which other Capcom shooter was potentially going to be a Resident Evil game? Devil May Cry. In particular, Resident Evil 4. Devil May Cry. Oh, wow. Straight out of the gate. Congratulations. I know that one. I know that one. <laughs> I hear that all. Yeah, Devil May Cry. Was it Shinji was doing it and he wanted it to. It was going to be a Resident game and then he switched it. Do, 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 do. Very good. Yeah, man, after the success of Resident Evil 3, the writer Noburu Shigawama and director Haidye Kamiya, I know Adam's going to correct us on that, uh, planned the fourth installment to be a cool and stylistic game, which ended up being Devil May Cry. So, as you can see, yeah, it's all about killing demons, but in a completely different way. And I think it would have kind of ruined the franchise if they did go down that route. Um, Because even though Resident Evil is kind of unrealistic with zombies, at least they keep grounded. You know, people aren't doing backflips off windows like you know, 20 meters in the air or anything. Mm. Um, but anyway, yeah, then, uh, those are the four questions for you. Uh, you did pretty well. That's two, two out of four. Okay, listeners, so next week I'm asking Alex questions. So if you can tweet yep. them in, do not email them in um, because they won't be used. Alex only sees the emails. I only see the, the DMs on Twitter. So messages, questions on Twitter. Keep it to one subject. Um, and remember... We only have 10 seconds to answer, so none of the can you name 20 games or 50 games because you physically cannot do them in 10 seconds. So it has to be something that he can... If you are able to do it. I know, I know. If you're Eminem and you can speak at that speed and you know your Resident Evil shit, then you can name all whatever games. But... Okay, so before we go, Alex, prediction time. Um, so it's award season kicking in now, and uh, obviously there are awards for every single website and i think we should do our own as well it's just a bit of fun really but um one of your big core ones is the golden joysticks which happened a couple of weeks ago and the big winner was the last of us 2 taking home a record-breaking six trophies um which is an interesting indicator so um your big one is obviously your so to tell you it won best storytelling this is yeah. The Last of Us 2, so um, it won Best Storytelling, Best Visual Design, uh, Best Audio, uh, Studio of the Year was Naughty Dog. Um, yeah. I'm just going through, hold on. Uh, PlayStation Game of the Year was The Last of Us 2, yeah. Yeah. Um, and the Ultimate Game of the Year was The Last of Us 2, so it won, um, think Sony won big um, on the show. Yeah. Um so the contenders for the Game Awards yeah. for Game of the Year is coming up. So obviously we'll do our next episode after the Game Awards because they're going to obviously unveil new trailers or new announcements on games and stuff, which is um, always cool. So the Game of the Year nominees are Doom Eternal, yeah. Final Fantasy VII Remake, mm-hmm. Very good Ghosts of Tsushima, mm-hmm. Hades, yeah. Animal Crossing New Horizons and The Last of Us Part 2. So, what I want from you is what do you think will be the ultimate game of the year? Ultimate game of the year. <sighs> oh, I think that's going to go to Last of Us 2. Uh, even though um, I do feel that um, it's kind of split really. I do feel like Ghost of Tsushima should take it. So, that's the scene. That was a wild card, and it that just came out of nowhere. Not nowhere, but you know what I mean. It just shocked everybody how good the actual game was. Mm. So um, I would, I would want to give. I would, I would want it to go to Ghost of Shiva. That was an amazing feat. And like, you know, the Last of Us has already won the Golden Joystick Awards. You know, so that's great for them. Give it it's, to Ghost of Shiva. It's up for twenty. So PlayStation have twenty-two nominations at the show. 
which is the highest, yeah. uh, Nintendo, I think, is second, and then Microsoft yeah. is somewhere in there. But, yeah, it's weird. I think it's hard because, like, the Ghost of Tsushima came out of nowhere, and it had amazing, like, loading speeds and stuff like that, and it really was a technical feat. But the, the storytelling, The Last of Us 2 has that storytelling, the animations, yeah. everything yeah. about it was just level high levels. You know, this was literally... The if you like everyone's the ultimate like budget and assets yeah. used in a film is probably like you know Avengers Endgame. Everything went into that film. Absolutely yeah, yeah, anything cool. they wanted, they could get. Everything was top. It's the same with Last of Us Part Two. This is like the the okay. pinnacle of development in video game budgets, and that's not GTA, yeah. of course. But you know, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's that's from, never gonna die. from a single player standpoint, you know. Um, so yeah. I, I I wouldn't be sad. I think Last of Us Two is going to win it, but I wouldn't be sad if um, Ghost of Tsushima won it. Well so we'll be interesting to see on that one. So with the exception of I don't want to go through all the awards, just the game of the year or one. Uh, so that was your one yeah. prediction. So two predictions for announcements right. or unveilings at this show. Mm, so that's going to be. My number one mm. is I'm just going to go with yeah. the ever long running one of there's going to be a new Silent Hill announced. <laughs> it's just always there. It will not go away. So I'm just going to say Silent Hill <laughs> will be announced. Yeah. Um, Xbox unveiling. need to go big, mate. Xbox need to go big Xbox as well. Need to go big. You know they'll they'll probably come out with something. You know I think I think they're going to throw a Halo in there. You know they're going to throw a, a super crazy res. Halo in there because obviously they released the um, they announced the um, Xbox Series X four mm. months ago, didn't they? Mm. At the last awards, so it's only right. And as a massive apology to the fans uh, that they show the progress so far of what Halo is looking like, so that you know they can then wet themselves for the twenty twenty one run up to Christmas. So uh, yeah, I think it's going to be Halo. I think they're going to throw Halo or God of War. No, I don't think God of War. I think my my second one is it's a two split. So they announce or they show factions, which is the multiplayer, Last of Us Two. Yeah. Um, but I think they announce or show the PS5 version. I think it's not just an upgrade. You think? I think it's a full. I guess that would be good. Yeah, I guess that would be good for the award. Yeah. What, what I mean that is, I mean they probably turn around and say if you have. A, I think what they'll do is. If you have the PS4 version, you can play it on PS5 now with obviously some technical upgrades. I think yeah. factions will be free for anyone who owns The Last of Us, but specifically on PS5, you will be able to buy factions with a PS5 remastered version of The Last of Us 2. Um, so, you know, oh, that yeah, game that, ray tracing would be unbelievable because the lighting in that game is ridiculous. So, yeah, 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 I can see that. I can see that happening. Um, but yeah. Nintendo, mate. Nintendo's there as well every time, every year or something. What are they going to do? They've got, I mean, they already announced uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild 2, and I think that's going to be their big one. What's been a bit quiet for a while has been Metroid. You know, Metroid, everyone's been, uh, the rumors have been rumbling around that obviously they're they're developing it, but people are now thinking it's going to be one of those cross gen games because it's been in development for so long. So um, it might be um, Metroid. They might just throw something out there. But uh, next year, I mean, it's been very quiet for the Nintendo. In fact, it's been quite quiet for most of these companies, actually. Um, but I think 2021, all the studios are going to be firing at all full cylinders, and um, it's going to be a very interesting year. And like I said, they're going to be grossing the amount, most amount of just um, sales of hardware and easy for software. It's going to be crazy, uh, and even more so for digital digital yeah. sales and obviously we're not going to be able to see exactly how much they've made for themselves until the new company financials uh, but I think we can expect to see some really high figures so uh, yeah 2021 is going to be interesting I have one really. more guess or one more announce like prediction alright Batman gameplay Batman <laughs> Rock from Rocksteady sorry so not Batman sorry uh, oh, Gotham City Gotham. Gotham. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that could happen Suicide yeah, Squad the game Suicide Squad kills the Justice League sorry that's what they're calling it not yeah, Gotham Knights that I mean. is a great show especially with, with um, Zack Snyder's Justice League coming out for HBO Max next year just to get people hyped up for that as well as well I guess Batman's now been delayed till 2022 isn't it yeah. um, the new Batman film um, so yeah 
that would be a good show. That'd be a good move for um, Rock City to do. Yeah. So yeah, um, So let's have a look uh, on here now. So I think the Game Awards, yeah, is next Thursday, which is the tenth. Yeah. So. Um, if timelines all match up, me and Alex will uh, record on Friday and have it up for you Friday evening, so you can obviously listen and which will be giving us, which will we will be giving you, sorry, um, our feedback and opinions on things that were shown at the Game Awards. We can look back see what yeah. won the awards as well, which will be really really interesting. Um, but Alex, yeah. quintessential was the final word last week, <laughs> uh, where I legitimately did. The final word properly, you know. Um, but listeners, as Alex mentioned, um, yep. latest PS5 at latest PS5 on Twitter and the latest PS5 at gmail.com um, yep. for obviously your questions. And if you have any questions for our answer competition, which will be great. Um, but Alex, I'm going to leave you with the final word. Thank you very much for listening, listeners. All right. The final word for this week is going to be effing amazing. <laughs> Miles Morales is indeed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good night, everybody. <laughs>